welcome to Very Excellent Habits, the podcast that helps you create little habits for a big life. I'm Carly Jacobs, writer and mostly sensible habit maker. This week's episode inspiration comes from Steph. I was listening to a podcast uh, called 40 by those two girls. They interviewed Sally Hepworth and she had a no list, a list of all the things she refuses to do. Lots of little things like picking her kids up from school or saying yes to hosting a dinner party, things like that. Uh, Those two girls then did their own no list in their next episode. And I thought that would be interesting. I wondered if you had a no list. I know sometimes you do have some strong boundaries, um, things you refuse to do um, and not feel guilty about. Maybe other people you interview could have no lists. And also um, discussing whether it's okay to say no for you when your other family members might want to do those things. Sally Hepworth had some really strict things, which I thought could actually be uh, impact her husband and her kids. Um, and I'm not sure if that's fair in a loving relationship or being a good friend. You know, you do need to compromise. So I thought it'd be an interesting thing to discuss. So let me explain about the whole Sally Hepworth no list thing. Sally Hepworth is an Australian author and she is fucking rad. The mother-in-law and the good sister are the best beach reads in the world. Write them both down. Like you're probably in your car or going on a walk or whatever. Send a voice memo to Siri or something to remember them. You won't regret it. That's it again. The mother-in-law and the good sister. Such good beach reads. And with some around the corner, you got to get them. Anyway, so Sally has been on social media in the last few months talking about her no list and it got a bit heated and controversial. So her no list is just a list of things of things that she just doesn't do. This is her no list. She does not attend school functions and fundraisers. She does not enter the school grounds for any reason. She doesn't cook dinner. No volunteering for anything or going on any committee. No remembering birthdays. She won't go to stand-up cocktail parties. No to meeting people for coffee or lunch during the week. She won't entertain in her home except for close friends. No going to the supermarket. No socializing more than once a week. No doing homework with her son. She won't play with her kids. She says she will facilitate, but she won't role play like with stuffed toys and things. And she won't go on holidays with other people. Now, I have to caveat this, that the original idea of the no list came from Holly Wainwright, Mia Friedman and Jesse Stevens of Mamma Mia, who wrote their own lists a couple of years back. And I've heard lots of other prominent women in media coming up with their no lists as well. I know that Yumi Steins includes not doing anything for Christmas. Like she doesn't do anything. She won't buy so much as a box of Christmas crackers, which I personally just find incredibly impressive. So in the interest of inspiring other people to create their no lists, I'm going to do my own no list. But there are two things I want to talk about first. Number one, privilege, obviously, that comes up a lot on this podcast. It's clear that Sally is the breadwinner of the family, and that does give you a lot more power. If you're a stay-at-home parent, it's going to be pretty hard to not enter the school grounds or do the washing. Like, not impossible, but, you know, there are some practicalities here. The same thing applies to single parents or people who live below the poverty line. There's not a lot of options for some people to have a no list, particularly one like Sally's that includes not going onto the school grounds. And I know that I've read a few lists and found them quite triggering. So how Sally doesn't cook dinner. I'm like, really ever? 
how do you manage to not ever cook dinner? So please proceed with this episode with a big old grain of salt. This is supposed to be fun. Uh, Number two, I've never heard of a man making a no list. It appears to me that they don't need to. So remember when making your own no list that it is a product of the patriarchy and the unfair mental load that falls on women that's making us do these no lists in the first place. So with those two things out of the way, let's have a bit of fun with this. Also, this week I have a yes and no list template that you can get from patreon.com forward slash very excellent habits. It's $7 Australian or $5 US per month and you get access to all of my resources, workbooks and templates. On to the fun bit. Here's my no list. I don't vacuum. I don't care how it gets done. And in the last 10 years, it's been a combo of our robot vacuum, sporadic cleaners and Ben, but I don't do floors. I don't really like mopping either. So it's no to floors from me. I don't join committees. I will fundraise solo or organize an event, but being on an ongoing committee is just too much of a commitment for me. And I get really, really frustrated at uh, how unproductive a lot of them are. And it's just not good for my mental health to be involved in something like that. No to reading books that I'm not enjoying. If it's for one of my book clubs, I'll give it a skim and look up some cliff notes. But I truly believe that life is far too short to read shitty books. It's the same with TV shows. I just won't persevere if it hasn't cooked me. No to picking people up from the airport unless it's my parents. This isn't really much of a problem anymore because literally no one flies to regional Victoria. But when I was in Melbourne, I just flat out refused. It took hours to get there. It was unbelievably stressful. And an Uber was like $30. It just made no sense. So if people came to Melbourne and they were like, pick me up from the airport, I'd be like, no, someone stole my car. I can't do it. I don't manage Ben's family's stuff. If we're going to see them, he can organize it. If it's one of their birthdays, he can remember to buy a present or a card. If they're coming to visit, he can put the sheets on our guest bed and he can do the shopping and figure out what they're going to eat. I handle my family stuff. He handles his family stuff. I don't remember anyone's birthday except my immediate family. If I'm going to see a friend on their birthday, then obviously like, you know, I'll take them out for dinner or buy them a bottle of wine or something, but it's unlikely I will ever remember anyone's birthday without someone telling me that it's coming up. I don't carry a bag anymore. I used to be that person who had an enormous bag full of all the things and now I carry nothing and it is so freeing. No to doing cute outfits for our kid. And I don't fight to make her wear something that she doesn't want to wear. As long as what she's wearing is in the ballpark of weather appropriate, I really don't care. I do not make different dinners for different family members. There's one thing on the menu each night and that's it. I don't do the mum thing. That mum is in inverted commas in case you couldn't hear that in my inflection. If someone tries to get me to do a mum thing, like run a bake sale or help clean up after a meeting, I will immediately suggest that they ask Ben to do it. I don't do midweek socializing. I don't answer phone calls unless the person prearranged to call me. Phone calls to me are like someone interrupting me when I'm speaking. I find them so jarring. So I just don't answer pretty much ever. I made a few exceptions during the pandemic, but as a general rule, I only talk to my mum and my mate in New Zealand on the phone and that's it. Everyone else can wait until I see them in real life. And I have actually been like this forever, by the way. I was basically the only teenager I knew who hated talking on the phone at night. I was with my friends all day. And when I got home, I just wanted to watch TV and read and make stuff like leave me alone. Yeah. And I won't, I won't get bullied into answering, answering the phone either. There's a, you know, a few people in my life that have sort of been like, oh, you know, you never answer your phone. I'm like, yeah. And I'm never going to, so get over it. 
I tend to not play with my kid when we're at the park. I look at the park as like a break time for me so she can play with other kids and tire herself out while I passively passively supervise and chat to other parents. I mean, it's a break, but it's a lame break, but I'm not like running up and going on the slide and all that kind of stuff unless I particularly want to get my heart rate up and do some exercise, in which case, yes, I will. But it's, you know, purely selfish when I play with her at the park. If I am going out and Ben is taking care of the kid, I do absolutely nothing. I won't pack a bag for him. I won't pre-cook meals for him or remind him of anything. That's his business. When I take care of her, it's my responsibility to deal if anything goes wrong. And the same thing happens when he takes care of her. I don't take meetings until someone has agreed on a price to pay me for my work. Otherwise, I would spend 10 hours a week giving people free advice on the tone and voice of their business. So many people just want to talk to me to pick my brain, to ask about copywriting and branding, unless they're really serious about working with me and sign a contract for how many hours they're going to pay me. I won't engage in, you know, early, early meetings because all of that kind of stuff can be done via email. So I don't do that. I don't do free overtime. I won't look after your kid every afternoon after school for infinity. To be clear, no one has asked me to do this, but I've seen people get trapped into arrangements like this and it's a hard no from me. I will not be anyone's therapist. I'm a good friend and I'm more than happy to hash out my friend's problems, but I won't be a 24-7 hotline for problems that really should have a professional deal with them. I will not drive you home if it's out of my way. I won't be the default parent. In our house, we both work, so we split things equally and we take turns doing the bedtime routine. So one night, Ben will do bath stories in bed while I clean the kitchen and take the rubbish out. And the next night, we swap. So that's my no list. And just to balance it out so I don't sound like a total dick, here is my yes list. I will cook for you if you have a new baby, busy period of your life, or if you're grieving, and I will do it for months and months and months. I will look after your kid in an emergency, even if it's in the middle of the night. I will fundraise for your charity, but I will do it solo and on my own terms. I love cooking dinner for people at my house, and you can totally bring your boyfriend, girlfriend, best friend, or mum. You can borrow anything you like, clothes, appliances, shoes, jewelry, go for it. I'd like it back in perfect condition though, unless it's a novel, in which case I'd rather you pass it on to someone else. You can totally have a sip or bite of my food in a germ-free manner. I'm a food sharer and I very much want you to taste whatever it is that I'm eating. I make our kids lunch boxes and I don't mind doing it. I do craft. I'm a craft parent and I like it. I'm also a book parent. I would read to Harriet all day if she would let me. If you have an allergy or a food preference, I will cater to you brilliantly. Give me a nut-free vegan who's allergic to broccoli and I'll make a five-course meal for them. Bring it on. I would love to help plan your wedding. And yes, I will come to your house on Saturday afternoon and help you address the invitations. I would love to do that. Yes, I will do a speech. Hand me the microphone. I'd love to bring a dish to your dinner. Tell me what you need and I'll make it. And that's it. I really encourage you to have a go at writing your no and yes lists. It's so clarifying. You don't have to make it public. You don't have to tell everyone these yes and no things, but it's such a lovely little thing to do to see where your priorities lie, what's important to you and where your boundaries sit. I very much encourage doing a yes list immediately after your no list so you don't feel like such an asshole. This week I have a yes and no list template. You can get it from patreon.com forward slash very excellent habits. 
It's $7 Australian or $5 US per month, and you get access to all of my resources, workbooks, and templates. I do think we can all benefit from having stronger boundaries, so I do encourage you to take the time this week to write your yes and no lists. It might empower you to remove activities from your life that you really, really hate. That's it for this week. Thank you for listening to Very Excellent Habits, the podcast that helps you create little habits for a big life. I'm Carly Jacobs. You can find me on Instagram at Very Excellent Habits, and you can also email me, contact at carlyjacobs.com. You can also record a question for me to answer on the show at speakpipe.com forward slash Very Excellent Habits. This episode came from Steph, who called in and left a message on the hotline. And I've had so many wonderful messages recently, and it's absolutely making my life. So if you are secretly wanting to have your question answered on the show, please go to speakpipe.com forward slash Very Excellent Habits to leave your question there. Also, don't forget to leave a review. I have not had a new review in about two weeks and it's making me very sad. If you are a listener of the show, I would love, love, love for you to leave a review. You just need to go to the show page for Very Excellent Habits, not the episode page. Scroll down to the bottom and leave a review. Until next time, remember, little habits, big life. Mm-hmm.